Hello and welcome to the Sport for Business podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hartnett, and in today's show, we are focusing on tennis and the staging of Ireland's important Davis Cup tie against Austria on the first weekend in February. We were joined by Tennis Ireland CEO Kevin Quinn, player Oscar O'Hushin and vice-captain David O'Hare for a chat about the context of this first home tie in nine years, how they are preparing for a sold-out venue at the University of Limerick and plenty more. I hope you enjoy the chat. So we're here in uh, Fitzwilliam Club the kind of home or heart of tennis in Ireland but for a weekend in a couple of weeks time it's not going to be the home it's not going to be the heart of it that's going to be down in the University of Limerick where Ireland are hosting the Davis Cup in a very very big game against Austria I'm joined by Kevin Quinn CEO of Tennis Island Kevin what did it take to actually win the hosting of the event and just how big of an event is it going to be for tennis Thanks, Rob. Great to be here. Thanks for thanks for coming in. So, um, I suppose there's a few things. One, yeah, we're very competitive tender process. Um, down to indeed this club being on a very short list for Twilliam Lawn Tennis Club as well. They put an incredible proposal together. They've hosted it before, but a number of the other big Dublin clubs also hosting it. And um, but in the end, UL offered us a unique opportunity in terms of the size of the event for the UL Sport Arena to have um, more than had been traditional, which had been previously around 800 into some of these events to looking at getting into the thousands. And so you would have seen yourself, we just discussed it, how we were delighted the event sold out. Um, so that it sold out initially at 3,000 seats, so one, at 1,500 per day. Um, to being, uh, you know, in two hours we sold that out. We're putting on another over a thousand seats now just after um, January. So there's a wait list. You can go onto the website, join the wait list. You'll hear first when tickets are available. Uh, but we're very confident the wait list is all, already all over 500 people. So we'd be confident that we're going to sell out and look to have, you know, for these guys, 4,250 people each day, Saturday and Sunday, which is the 3rd and 4th of February. That's going to be brilliant. Um, what, does it, what will it mean for, you know, for tennis in its broadest sense? Because it's an incredibly popular sport. It's that classic, you know, pick it up at the age of six. You're still playing at the age of 86. But this kind of elite level is something that we haven't experienced in a while. There are the occasional flashes, but actually having the guys playing against, you know, sort of world-ranked players for a spot in the very top flight of uh, of the sport is uh, is potentially huge. What's the what's the legacy that you're looking for coming out of this? I suppose awareness for these players and like what they do on tour, uh, the level they play at is extraordinary you know um for oscar sitting beside me in terms of the you know you and i have run our own businesses so in terms of entrepreneurs i think that's the best way to describe these guys because them you know believing in their own product believing in their tennis ability to go out on the futures in terms of tour you can be playing for 250 dollars in a round you know, you can't travel with a coach, you can't travel with your family, you can't travel with your S&C, so you're basically on your own grueling this out. You know, it's very similar to the, maybe the, 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 the professional golf when you go on tour as well, how difficult that can be. And to, uh, so it's fascinating. But then to see that level of tennis here in Ireland, I just think it's going to be fantastic. And, you know, 4,250 people right on the court, being that close, seeing tennis played at that speed 
and when they hit the ball so hard, it's like it's a different game from what what I play. Actually, what you and I play. But the um, yeah, I'm going to throw you in there, Rob. But the uh, but it's it's fantastic to watch, and it's going to be fantastic just as a, an awareness, I think, of one as you said, the popularity of tennis, but also to be able to bring it out into the broader stream media, of which you know, as a, 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 what would the, the term I use, although most popular. Um, a smaller sport, particularly for media coverage, you know, we, we really struggled to cut through. So this is going to be a fantastic event to be able to launch into that for a, a number of big events next year that we hope to have in Ireland for tennis. Great. Um, we have, we've, we've got the, uh, the pleasure of having a couple of players uh, here with us. Uh, he doesn't make it sound like much fun. Um, <laughs> Oscar, you're competing mostly over in the States and in, in, and in Canada. What's it going to be like for you, sort of bringing it back to play at home where you grew up, where you did your playing and, and your learning of the sport, but now in front of that crowd and in front of the eyes of the tennis world that are going to be on you? Yeah, no, it's amazing. And, and you know, as Kevin pointed out, it can, it can be very kind of difficult to play on the circuit. There's a lot of lows there and, you know, there's probably more lows than there are highs. You're often playing in places where nobody is watching and, you you know, you're always questioning whether... The work that you're putting in is it, is it all worth it? And and this this event coming up is going to be one of those times where all the hard work that that we put in that nobody sees is you know that's going to be amazing for us to to go out there and perform in front of everyone and kind of show why we play. Um, so it's I'm really really looking forward to it. And you know in terms of the the number of people going, it's it's amazing. It's not not something that we want to shy away from. We're absolutely buzzing that there's going to be that many people there and that we can go out and just express ourselves and try and you know get a good upset you know because I, I don't think i think the margins are smaller than what a lot of people probably think they are and um myself and dave know that firsthand from being out and seeing the old players every week and i think we've got a, a good chance and uh, i'm really looking forward to it you've got home advantage you're coming in as as underdogs and that's not a bad place to be because the pressure will potentially be more on the on the Austrians who would kind of feel as though well this is theirs to to win like when you would have been playing here and playing in some of the bigger opens and playing the Irish Open here in Fitz like what would be the biggest crowd that you would have played in front of uh, with an Irish accent before hmm, that's a good question probably no more than 100 or 200 I think would probably have been the most I can think of in terms of a match played in in Ireland and that's being maybe generous maybe even less so it'll certainly be a step up but um I personally I I love playing in front of people I feel like I play better when when there's more people watching and uh, I I'm not doesn't make me nervous I just you know I enjoy the moment so um it's going to be great great and Dave, we've dragged you out to the sauna to uh, to come in. Thanks, Sorry, for, yeah. thanks very much for taking that time. Um, it's a, it's an audio podcast, so okay, people can imagine how you how you <laughs> and how you're looking. Um, for you, like the, you know, the experience of of bringing it home to Ireland, of going down to Limerick in front of that crowd. When did it kind of dawn on you that this is going to be something a little bit special? Well, I think as soon as it was announced, as soon as I actually went to the draw ceremony live. Um, there was a bit of scepticism amongst us as players as why we hadn't got a home tie in, in nine years. In nine years, so we wanted to see if the ITF were playing <laughs> fell. Um, so I actually went and watched the draw live in London. So in I'm living in London, so I went down to Roehampton and uh, headquarters, witnessed it live on the on the webcam, and yeah, it must have been the, the the Irish look, and then we got the home tie. So as soon as that 
just kind of felt like fate is great to be you know for me I'm definitely at the the latter end of a career if you could even call it a career now I've kind of haven't played a professional match in, in a long time um, other than you know fortunately still able to play some Davis Cup tennis which is which is brilliant I'm really grateful it's brilliant for my for my coaching my day-to-day to kind of reacquaint with, with the nerves and, and empathize with my players so so just hugely excited to, to bring high level tennis and for you know Four and, a, four and close to four and a half thousand people, fresh eyes to grow the sport at the highest level. And they'll quickly see that the margins are so small. You know, the depth in the tennis world is is amazing. So so we might grow a much bigger platform. And all of a sudden, you know, being ranked fours and five hundreds mightn't be seen as, as you know, not a success. It, it yeah. really is. You know, I think it's it's fantastic. I think tennis builds character. And that's maybe a narrative that isn't kind of spun enough amongst the, the, the tennis community and the juniors and, and you look a lot of our, our peers that have that have gone this road and we all learn a huge amount about ourselves mm. through the sport and, and it pays dividends in, in many ways, maybe not necessarily always on the court but, but off the court and, and later in life. So I think just for all of us this is definitely the cherry on top, you know, for me in particular to, to have nieces and nephews, brothers, sisters, family, friends in attendance. They all have tickets, do they? They all have tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I've requested I didn't even get tickets. So I'm, on, I'm one of those funders on the wait list. So, so, uh, I'd say you'll probably get admission, though, to the... Uh, well, yeah. I'm not on the team just yet, either. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get too carried away. But it, it will be interesting from your point of view, because you're, you know, it, yeah, let's let's not jump ahead of the gun, that, but yeah. providing that you make it onto the team as a player, but you'll be there as the as the vice-captain. Yeah. You'll yeah. be there bringing your own coaching potential to it. Have you considered in your own mind as to what that's going to mean for your head in terms of the compartments of your head that you're going to need to of switch course. quite quickly from an observer to a contender? Yeah, and I think that's something, you know, I maybe wish I had the kind of mental posture that I have now. I think you definitely gain a certain clarity from maybe stepping back and, and being a coach, and, and I don't necessarily attach too much of the outcome anymore. I can maybe stay a little bit present. And for me personally, that, that's that been a huge part of my growth. And I guess this almost the sad part of that as I never had that kind of compassion for myself while I was playing. Mm-hmm. So albeit now that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm not training, as it were, kind of facilitating practice, I'm on court almost every day hitting a few balls, but it's, it's not for my development. But, but I think the real growth that I've, I've had in the last few years is just my approach. And I can actually see how powerful that is. You know, particularly, it can be quite, I suppose, I was never prone to any sort of like performance anxiety, but let me tell you, having played only a couple Middlesex League matches and, you know, a little bit of training and getting a few coaches here and there and 30 minutes here and there and total far cry from the, the professional that I used to be where I was practice had to be perfect and I had to put the time in and I had to feel like I had to earn the right to play well and I'm just really proud of the journey that I've come that I'm like listen I don't need to be I don't need to compare myself with that player or any player I'm here in the present moment and that's a large part of what I do with the players that I work with is just we talk a huge amount about being the best performer we can be mm. you know I think obviously anxieties and emotion related to, to the future, frustration and emotion related to the past. Can we just come back to the present moment? And and that was something that we did fantastically well, Connor Gannon and myself and each Oscar and Connor in the singles in, in El Salvador, which made it extra sweet. You know, that's there's no doubt about it. That that's the biggest win of my career, you know, in beating Arabello 
mm. Grand Slam champion, eight in the world, mm. on his home soil, in his own centre, mm. in El Salvador, on the clay. You know, I think that's just testament to, to the belief that maybe we have in the team. And, and yeah, we're absolutely going to go after these Austrians and, and try to cause an upset. Yeah, and that is a big thing as well. I mean, like for, you know, for the outside world and for the wider sporting community, we're looking on this as kind of, oh, that's really cool. Like it's just the Davis Cup and it's just a, a home tie. But it's never just that. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, this has been a real journey to get there, traveling halfway around the world and again halfway around the world. And yeah. as you say, finding those away matches all of the time. Oscar, if I can come back to you, like, it is a, a solo kind of a sport when you're out there, you know, planes, trains and automobiles to, to different parts of, uh, you know, of, of the country over in the, in, in the United States. How different is it now coming into a team environment where even just listening to Dave there, that kind of conversation which you can have with somebody who is of your own that is pitching for you. There's no sidebar about, oh, God, I might be playing against him in a, in a couple of weeks time. How important is that for you at this stage of your career and how enjoyable is it? Oh, it's it's a highlight of the, the calendar year, you know, every time it comes around. It's um, it's it, in some ways it's similar to college tennis, which is what a lot of us did before we went out and turned professional. So it, it that team environment is kind of the best way that tennis is played, I think. And it just brings out the best in you, you, you know, the team environment, the buzz around you know leading up to the match going out for dinners um just everyone working towards the same goal is just it's a different feeling than when like you said you're out on your own you're kind of having to figure stuff out as you go and you're dealing with the doubts and the the thoughts and having to kind of come up with solutions yourself whereas when you're in that team environment with ireland we can bounce stuff off each other we try and create a good good atmosphere um you know we don't take it too seriously as well we we enjoy it and and like Dave said, you know, you, you as you get older and you play more, you start to realize that, you know, don't try not to be so hard on yourself. Enjoy the process of what you're doing and because, you know, it doesn't last forever. And just work as hard as you can each day, one day at a time and, and see where it takes you. And, and you know, we to, to give us a bit of credit, we we've won some really difficult ties to, to give ourselves this opportunity. Um, I really think like we, we've earned it, you know, like Dave has come in very clutch in some huge doubles matches. Like you said, he beat the for, former number or current number eight in the world, Grand Slam champion. Um, we went to Barbados in the heat and we mm. won there. We went to the heat in um, uh, El Salvador. And so now we've earned the, the cold February crisp air in, uh, in Limerick. So uh, we're really looking forward to it. Cool, yeah. The Austrians will probably get the cold all right, but maybe we can have a nice soft day and uh, a little bit of rain. Not enough to take the, the game off the off the court. Um, in terms, you know, hopefully you, you enjoyed a, a lovely Christmas and a, and a New Year celebration. Like these last couple of weeks now, in terms of preparation and getting there to uh, to Limerick, what's that going to look like from, from your perspective in terms of preparation? Is you know, you're probably not going to become a significantly better tennis player over the next couple of weeks. So what's the what's the thing in your mind that you're going to settle and um, working with the coaches, working with the performance team to give yourself the best shot at, at winning? Yeah, good question. I, I think it's it's obviously it's dependent on the person. People have different schedules. Some people are coming in off from tournaments, so they maybe are maybe doing a little bit less so that they feel as though physically they're going to peak at the right time. I'm in a slightly different position. I'm just coming back from an injury. So 
um, I'm planning on playing, you know, three or four tournaments to get the match count up to make sure I'm really sharp and, and to lead into peaking right for the Davis Cup because obviously that's that's our main kind of um, goal is, is to is to play our best tennis against Austria. And so I'll be playing a lot of matches leading up to that physically, get, trying to get stronger. Um, but like you said, you're not going to transform yourself in the net in a matter of weeks. Um, we already feel as though our level is very high. So there's not too much to do. We just need to make sure that physically we feel strong and, and healthy and that we're sharp in terms of, you know, we've been playing matches and we, we know what to do once we go out there. Okay. And Dave, from your perspective, yeah. you've, you've got a few more miles on the clock, a few more balls hit, a few more serves in and out. Um, a little bit of experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I, I go down to Australia on the second. So the guys will play Adelaide and then Melbourne. And as soon as we finish up in Melbourne, I'll be flying straight back. So I suppose the hope is that the boys do well and, and make it into the second week. And yeah, get some yes, warm climate <laughs> training down there. Um, but just try, you know, as best I can to, to grab a couple coaches and friends on the tour. I'll hit in with the guys and, and just tip away. You know, I think just manage the minutes and, and just feel like... I'm doing something working towards that goal. Um, I've certainly always felt that the weeks leading up to the Davis Cup, I mean, the week of the Davis Cup has always been a great week. We've got great culture in the team and, and good banter, and it's just high energy and good fun. And now, you know, I'm really trying to lead by example, I suppose, being being a vice captain, being, you know, elder statesman of the team. Um, it's just really, for, my, for me as a coach, I want to try and live by my principles. So I want to try and just just be that example, um, and and yeah, just push the guys and have them push me and, and get as ready as I can. Great with those more than four thousand pairs of, of eyes on yeah. you as well, Kevin. Just to just to close out with you, these last couple of weeks again leading into it, it's a it's a big logistical exercise. You're building a stadium court down there in in UL. Um, you know the the players will look after their own preparation and they will they will arrive down in Limerick ready to do their country and themselves proud but what's your last couple of weeks going to look like in terms of making sure that the seats are there making sure that the tickets have arrived it's going to be complex it, it is it's um, it's it's a huge job so there's a big manual that comes from the ITF in terms of the standard event that is expected to be delivered around all different areas operationally security ticketing, um, hospitality, um, guests to have there, so both in terms of operationally and then from a commercial perspective in terms of delivering that. But that's a wonderful challenge to have though, isn't it? I mean, we're a small team, small team, big heart, um, great work ethic. And I think, you know, what we delivered in terms of that sellout in two hours is a fantastic reward for a huge amount of work to get to that point. But as you well know as well, now the work really begins. So uh, at least what in selling out uh, really does allow us to focus rather than move from sales to being the actual spectacle, the event itself, and to see what we can do with those 4,000 people, with um, see how we're communicating with them, see how we communicate with them after as well in terms of building, you know, a database of, of a really, you know, a community of tennis lovers that we need to build and connect with. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, on the day... Yeah, as I said, we've, we, we're just 
counting off, doing a long list of what we need volunteers for, how are we doing that. We're working closely with the certainly the, the two bigger clubs as well in terms of Catholic Institute and Limerick Lawn. In Limerick have been fantastic. Um, the team in UL, led by Brian King and Jennifer Ann Mulholland, have been fantastic as well in terms of helping and supporting us to, to build out the programme that we need for a really big and special event on, on you know, first weekend in February. Um, it's the, it's the, the new bank holiday weekend as well. So we're encouraging everybody to then that don't just book in for that Saturday night, book in for the Sunday night too, because you don't have work on the Monday. So we're going to make a, a big weekend out of it. Um, and we know that, you know, all these guys, parents, families, everybody's planning to come down. So really hope as well we'll do something, I think, maybe on, on the Sunday night to celebrate the amount of incredible work from everybody who goes in. And, and also, as I said, we hope to use it as a, as a platform to push on for more awareness for tennis, more exposure for tennis, but also, uh, you know, we're bringing back uh, the professional tour in the form of a, an Irish Open in June um, of next year. That'll come back too. And we've got a couple other, we hope, special events lined up in, in August too that will be, we think, will capture everybody's imagination and be really, really special to drive on for tennis in, in 2024 and beyond. When, so. when we were kids, it was always those two weeks in the summer and watching Wimbledon and everybody was out banging tennis with balls right. over courts and, and against walls and everything like that. Now we've got an opportunity to actually see Irish players doing that on the very biggest of stages. Uh, I'm excited. Having spoken to the two of you players and you, Kevin, this is going to be a great event. Right. Um, first weekend in February. Put yourself on the waiting list at the uh, at the Tennis Island website and get ready to cheer uh, Oscar, Dave and Kevin. Thanks very much for your time. Very well. Thanks for coming in, Mark. Cheers. Appreciate it. Kevin Quinn will be joining us live at the Sport for Business Sporting Year Ahead on January the 25th. And the waitlist for tickets to attend the Davis Cup in Limerick is open at tennisisland.ie. The very best of luck to Team Ireland and the lads. You can subscribe to the Sport for Business podcast, which drops every Tuesday and Thursday across a wide range of sporting areas on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There are now more than 50 interviews to listen back to, including with sporting CEOs, athletes, inspiring individuals, and more. If you like it, please feel free to spread the word. And if you'd like to hear from a particular guest, please feel free to get in touch. It's always great to hear from the listeners. Thank you for taking the time to listen in.